Welcome back to another week of the Trading Triangle. Hey, Sean, how you doing this week? Yeah, great. Thank you. How are you doing? Do, doing well. Thank you. Thank you. And Kay, yourself? I'm doing great. Happy Sunday. Awesome. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Getting ready for prepping for the week of trading, albeit a short week, only four days this week. Um, so got a lot to get through, but um, we'll be an abbreviated session. So keep that in mind. You're looking at options and whatnot this week. Before we get into it, a quick disclaimer, we are not financial professionals. This is not financial advice. Of course, we are three friends here putting together some charts, preparing for trading in the upcoming week, and it is put together for educational and informative purposes only, and entertainment, of course, to try to entertain. So thanks for joining us. As always, be sure to hit the subscribe button and like button. Smash the like, as they say. And uh, yeah, we should just get into it, I think. Anything before we get into it, guys? Nope. Well, we'll, definitely be, it uh, we'll definitely be entertaining. So that's, uh, that's a given. I mean, that's a given. Week in and week out, right? So <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. So let's see here. We'll get to the charts. And first up, the reminder, market is closed on the fourth. But let's look at these these names from last week. Big performance. I mean, okay, we, when we were talking earlier, I was just shocked by some of these numbers in the tech sector specifically. Um Look at Intel just blew it out of the water last week, along with AMD. We got charts on AMD this week. Uh, what else? Uh, what I, I don't know what, what happened. Oh, like, you know, you had Apple almost 7%. Yeah, Adobe almost over 9%, pushing 10. Um, this, so the, the technology sector just blew up, which is actually good to see. Yeah, you, you had uh, ExxonMobil. It's up 5.67% from an energy standpoint. You have Tesla up almost 6%. What a week. This is a good week. Week, Hopefully yeah. you guys got, had some good trades. You have some good trades last week, Sean, or did you lay kind of low? Yeah, I had a very good, a very green week, so I'm really pleased with that. Um, well managed, you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, I had really pleased with this week. Nice. Yeah, across the board. Oh, what's up? Did you? Oh yeah, I did okay, except for I had to close Neo. Sorry to say uh, it, Sean. Oh yeah, I did see that on Twitter. I was like, oh. <laughs> it's so okay. Sorry. It's fine, honestly. Yeah, it's not for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was swing trading it and, it and it hit my levels and I was trying to trying to hang in, but you know, you got to remain disciplined. Palantir, I was swing trading too, to be honest, and I got stopped out of that. So a couple of small losses. Well, Neo actually was a bigger loss, to be honest, but um, and it's probably because I was being too stubborn. But um, good week overall. I added um, to my savvy trader portfolio and it's a small tight account. So I had to yeah, I had to cut Neo. I, I was actually dreading telling you but i'll be back in i know i'll revisit it no doubt it's okay <laughs> so markets overall let's look at this here we got the fear and greed index creeping back into the greed territory at 56 um and let's run down the list right s&p was up two and a half percent that yeah, puts it at a positive 17.6 for the year the dow is up 1.4 nasdaq up wow three and a quarter percent so up 34 percent on the year for the technology that's nice Russell 2K is what actually caught my eye, guys. The 3.63% uh, on the positive for the week, now up 9%. I, I keep saying it, I really want to see small caps uh, participate. And uh, so that was good to see and keeping up with actually outperforming NASDAQ this week. Um, Bitcoin gave some back now at about 55% positive on the year, down about 5%, and dropped below six. So, like, spiked over 17K, dropped back below 16K. Um, so I was in and out of Marathon Digital there and, and made a good trade, but gave a little bit back. Um, and then the VIX. Look, look at this number. 
Okay, what do you make of that? We're at 13. We're going to hit the 12 handle next week? Uh, I, I mean, if you're going into the extreme greed, yeah, most likely. And then if you look at the 50-day um, uh, SMA of uh, Wix, it's 1477. So it's it's lower than your 50-day SMA. It's yeah, amazing. right. Below the 50. And, and, and if you look at the put-to-call ratio, it was 0.93 last week. It's 0.89. So it's it's getting bullish. What do you think in this abbreviated week? We're going to get like light trading volume? Most September, likely, September, right? Most likely, yeah. And September in general is uh, is a down month compared to you know a couple other months of the year, so that could play a role. But you know, with schools opening, and it's the last week before schools open, you know, all across America, right? You know, some schools, so you may see a lower volume. People will be on vacation. This might this week might be a drag, I would say. All right, case it might well. be a bit of a yeah. You on the same team, Sean? Yeah, it's only four days as well, so... Yeah, so you think it might down. be mellow? I think it might be mellow. Um, mm. I don't know, it'll be tough to see. It's been, it, it seems like a good spot, right? Because we had such had such a nice run recently. And so you get a four-day bit of a rest here. People on holiday in the States. So with the Monday off, the market closed. So we'll see what happens. Earnings, not a lot going on there. Jumping to the earnings chart. We do have charts on, or a chart, I should say, on GitLab, which reports mm -hmm. Tuesday after close. So, yep. yeah, you have that chart, right? Yeah, I have that chart. Yep. Next. And then uh, Wednesday, a couple names that you might be familiar with, C3AI after the close, and then our the leader of the meme stock mania, GameStop, which along with AMC has just really taken a hit. So, yeah, I'm not too excited, honestly, about earnings this week, if I'm honest. Um, DocuSign, Thursday after the close, another one of those big names from uh, 2020 that has sunk, you know, since really just disappeared. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys, I don't think I've ever talked to you guys about DocuSign. Either of you trade that? Yeah, yeah, I used to trade DocuSign a lot, um, especially when it was, like, getting uh, gap downs after quarter after quarter. Uh, so that was a good trade on DocuSign. Um, I kind of also look at ChargePoint. I know, Sean, you covered ChargePoint a couple of times. A few times, yeah. It's been down in the dumps recently, so I haven't yeah. really turned my attention to that. So it'd be interesting to see if they can post anything good, to be honest. Yeah, yeah it's after um, the close, ChargePoint. Obviously, yeah, right. Tesla's improving their charging network as well. It's not helping them, so... And also all those other companies, they are jumping on Tesla's network, right? Definitely you know, you had, uh, so that puts a lot of pressure on these guys. But also if you think about it, it's the end of the earnings season. You know, give it another four weeks or so, you will start having, again, the earnings season will start off for the fourth quarter uh, with the banks. So you'll probably get like four weeks of a gap from here onwards. Well, kind of a light earnings week. Yeah, so I'll just keep it rolling. Oh, Zscaler. Oh, okay, there's a name I'll look for on Tuesday with GitLab. All right, I feel a little better. <laughs> uh, getting right to the charts this week, we got Spy, of course, first up. And, um, you know, pulled back a little bit recently and then had this nice breakout last week, breaking through the 444 level. Everybody's been talking about 444, I feel like. I know I have, Sean. I know you have. And last week, huge volume, or not huge volume, excuse me, but a huge move clearly breaking well above the 444 level so I'd like to see that and um one second here get my chart squared so i can see it there we go uh and the the 50 day right so that was at 445 and just bust right through that in the 20 day moving average so all of those things were really positive last week kind of cooled off towards the end of the week which 
sets up for a bit of a mellow week this week as well. I'm trying to hold above the 450 level is kind of what I'm looking for. Even if we pull back a little bit from 451, it's trying to hold 450, almost more of a psychological level, if nothing else. Um, RSI is looking strong, so it makes sense of the, the fear and greed index is ticked back up into the greed side of things. And MACD also pushing positive for SPY. So, yeah, this, I'm looking for it to hold 450 this week and trying to get back to 458 ultimately after breaking out of that downtrend that we saw. Um, Sean, what would you add here? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning of the week we had a nice green candle. We, we actually said that last week, I believe, on um, on last week's call. And the spike you can cue if we have a good move has to be big, strong, nice right. candle. And that's exactly what we saw. And I think that's really, really bullish for the markets going forward. I'm not saying we're going to 500 anytime soon, but we could certainly make our way towards there, of course. Um, but I think in the next, you know, a couple of months, maybe we can, well, at least a couple of weeks, just to kind of travel sideways and just kind of calm down the markets a little bit. It's been very volatile this year, of course. Um, but generally, yeah, of course, staying above these two moving averages and staying within this kind of 444 range and 458 range, I think would be ideal. Absolutely ideal. For me, anyway. I don't know. <laughs> no, I like it. And I see we got a question on Tesla. I'm going to get to that here in a second. When we jump to the queues, let's get on that. But Kay, do you, anything on the options front looking interesting for SPY? Oh, we got you on a mute, Kay. Oh, yeah. Can you guys hear me now? Got you loud and clear. Yeah, yeah. So put to call ratio is 2.69 uh, for this week, which is, I'm oh, no, sorry, actually it's 9.5, right? Yes, I'm sorry. It's 1.28 put to call compared to last week, which was 2.69. So seems to be bullish, but also it's a four-day week, short week. So we'll see how, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't expect a lot of volume that is going to, you know, have gap ups. And we don't have any major earnings either. There's no major announcement coming up either, right? unless I'm mistaken. No, I, th I think you get that right. So again, yeah. probably kind of a mellow week. What were you say there, Sean? No, I was just going to agree. There's no, there's no major news or anything like that. There's a few things coming out of China, but not too bad. Well, let's look at the queues because both the SPY and the queues last week, I heard a lot of chatter about head and shoulders, so I kind of uh, highlighted that here, and yeah. it did not come through, right? So no. this is just a reminder to everybody, and myself included, that uh, you got to wait for these patterns to form and complete. So the way the head and shoulders pattern would complete is if we would have continued to pull back and then broken the neckline of the head and shoulders formation, which would have been around, you know, 360, maybe 358. I didn't draw that out here. I should have drawn that out. But yeah, long, long story short, it did not complete that pattern. So there was no trade to the downside and it did the exact opposite. Like we've been noting on SPY, the Qs broke with a strong candle through the 50 day moving average, which is great to see. And now you've got the MACD turning positive and RSI in a nice strong spot. So I mean, regardless of the action this week, unless there's a major move, if it's just kind of a you know mellow week this week and we move sideways, no big deal. It's in a good spot and and could you know set up for another move higher. That being said, I don't think we're out of the water. I mean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, Sean, uh, with respect to the head and shoulders. I mean, it could still technically form here, right? Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think of the cues? And then also, I'd love to hear what you think about Tesla. A question from Tuhawk about the Model Three reimage and and you know announced for Europe and do you think that's going to be a nice positive catalyst? So maybe we can touch on that. Yeah, of course. I'll obviously start off the QQQs that we've got here in front of us. And um, the head and shoulders, of course, it can still form. But I think with the big volume that we well, not big volume, big candle that we saw kind of breaking through that extra shoulder, shall we say, 
and staying above the two moving average, I think is really nice to see um, generally. Yeah. So I think that head and shoulders is actually not going to participate now. Bold claim. But it's just a little bit too <laughs> high, I think. A little bit too high. I know we had a red day Friday, and of course I could be wrong, but those two moving averages slotting on underneath, I think is where you kind of want them, if you, if you see what I mean with this pattern. Right. Um, no, but I like agree. you say, if we, if we do have a quiet week and we can just maintain the position above these moving averages, that would be great, I think. And that's kind of similar to what I said about SPY, um, just kind of maintaining the strength, um, even if it's not you know really, really strong, just kind of maintaining the position to going forward with strength at least. Um, but yeah, and, and as to Tesla, I think, of course, it's going to um, kind of increase their reputation. It's a much nicer model. I don't know if you've seen any videos on it or any trailers. It looks, it looks very clean, very slick, as you would expect with an electric vehicle. Um, but yeah, I, I think it would be positive reaction. I know, obviously, it came down on Friday or Thursday, whenever it was released. I think it was Thursday. It came down on Friday 5%. Um, but it could be that kind of sell the news type thing, which I think is fair. You get that right. all the time within stocks. Um, but once it kind of goes forward, and obviously Tesla, I think they've reduced their prices again in China, I believe. Um, yeah. But they're doing that because they can, and they've got such high profit margins, it just makes sense to kind of lower their costs and have even more people buy them. Um, and obviously kind of coming in with uh, different competitors as well, they have to kind of lower their prices generally. But yeah, I think it'll be, it's, it's positive, of course it is, it's an upgrade on their vehicle, in my opinion. What, what do you guys think, just off the bat? Um, so I have not seen the uh, I have not particularly seen the the design of the car, but just looking at the chart for Tesla and because I'm I'm in the Tesla trade, I do think if you are planning to hold Tesla for a long term, and if you have a higher cost basis than what the price is, these are the times when it drops. And I and I think uh, right now what ended up happening was when Tesla stock price ran from two fifty seven to two ninety nine. If you take a look at the chart, there weren't that many support levels between that you know between that jump. However, uh, the 257 seems to have been a decent support level and a resistance level for stock for Tesla at the, at the current point in time. Now, generally, when stocks are trading in a in a, in in a range, you will generally see between you know stocks forming you know peaks and troughs, and these are times when you should be adding to your portfolio in tranches. Um, I love to add uh, because if you're going to wait for Tesla to drop to 103, which happened you know earlier this year that train might have passed and as the most of the out like i did k just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tesla is up over 100 percent. so a stock of that size being up 100 percent a year to date i think you may or may not get chance because see what, what ended up happening last year was the overall market s p 500 was in a bear territory right that's why all stocks were down and that's when you would have should have been buying more uh, and generally, people tend up tend to not buy when you know the markets are going down. Now you are already in a bull bull territory for the overall market from S and P five hundred or QQQ. Yes, it has dropped five percent. It's a, it's a correction. It's not a drop, right? It's not a it's not a, a, a what do you call? Um, man, I forget the word. Crash. It's not a crash. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a crash. So I I personally think that you know these levels of 220 to 250 to 260 of tesla i think a good accumulation zone depending upon your cost basis of course if your cost basis is 50 dollars you know uh, you might want to you know wait but for people who have a higher cost basis i think these levels you should have at certain levels you should be adding tesla into 
Maybe I, I just ranted too much, but go ahead. No, nah, you're good, man. Uh, the 50-day moving average on Friday, uh, it, we just rejected back, pulled back from, which is right where you're talking, in the same range. 256 is where the 50-day is. And that is, is giving me a little bit of pause, but, you know, it, it could just be rolling over here slightly after the nice bounce it had, which was off of the 150-day and also off of the downtrend, long-term downtrend line. Broke through that, and it's bounced off of it. So, I mean, we could be seeing 300 in Tesla in the next couple of months just as easily as we could see it pulling back to about 210. So exactly, uh, I agree with you that, you know, if you want to buy in, you take small bites and you don't wait for the perfect setup. Otherwise, you end up like me, just waiting and waiting. <laughs> it's brutal. So I think it's a nice setup. Oh, you know, one thing I will add to the Tesla conversation. They did drop prices right on the S and the X. And I started looking into that a little bit this morning because... I like to buy them uh, certified pre-owned, which is a fancy way of saying used. And those prices have come way down too. So if you're in the market for a Tesla, check it out. I saw that the um, the Model S came down from like 109,000 to 74, I think it is. Yes. That's a big car. That's amazing. Yeah, for, 30K. For a good car. Really good car. It's my favorite. It's my favorite cars, my favorite purchase. Like uh, it's, it's fantastic. I could not believe how much the price has come down. So mm. it had me looking. I was scrolling, like showing the missus, hey, look, the price has come down. She kind of rolled her eyes at me, to be honest. <laughs> she, wants you, she wants you to make a little bit more money on your trading, Nate. Like, hey, how much did you make trading this week? I was like, ah, it's a rough week. <laughs> 80K? <laughs> not quite 80K. Yeah. Yep. So anyways, all right, well, let's keep it rolling. We're talking Tesla. Let's talk Neo. Uh, hand it over to you, Sean. Yeah, of course. So NEO obviously reported earnings this week um, on Tuesday. And obviously the numbers, they weren't going to be great. We said that last week and they weren't great. They were actually a little bit less great than what it, what it made up to be. You did warn us. Uh, I did warn you, yeah. And, but of course, it was all about guidance. And we, and we got great guidance, in my opinion. Um, good numbers, good deliveries. With, I think we're guiding for 57, uh, 55 to 57 delivered vehicles for the third quarter. And as you can see, I put them on the screen there. On the, on the orange table, as you can see, we've got 20, uh, 462, and 19,329, which is basically 40K, uh, just under 40K in just in two months. So we're guiding really for kind of 15 to 17 this month coming in September. Um, so I think that could easily be doable, if I'm completely honest with you. And just while we're here on this delivery subject, you can see that in the total, we delivered uh, 94,000 vehicles this year. Compared to one thousand twenty-two thousand, uh, sorry, one hundred twenty-two thousand last year, so we're basically almost there. Another couple of months, then we've beaten that target very, very comfortably, and yeah, if we're aiming towards to kind of, exactly right, um, and if we're moving towards kind of twenty-five, thirty thousand vehicles, and obviously that's going to be an incredible year, and um, it should be good news, at least in my opinion, for the, the stock price going forward. Um, and the stock price, uh, let's go into the technicals for this. So I've brought up the two-hour chart. A lot of people talk about the long-term prospects of NEO, but I wanted to kind of take it back a bit, or take it forward, I suppose, actually, and go for a bit more of a short-term outlook. We can see that I've got a red arrow there um, next to the candle, and it's a big, big buying candle. Obviously, this was on the earnings day. It came right down. Obviously, people were anticipating poor earnings. They sold and all that kind of stuff, shake out the rest of people, whatever you want to call it. But they saw potential. They saw you know, the deliveries coming in, the words that came out of the, the conference call. Um, and that's where you see that kind of been brought back up and relatively quickly back up to that 1055 level, which we've been speaking about for many, many weeks now. Um, and the important thing is we've come above that and we've stayed above that. 
in, in quite spectacular volume, especially um, on Friday. Uh, we had a nice move on Friday morning. Um, and you can see on, on, it doesn't really matter too much on the two hour chart, but we're above the moving averages here. And what I project is a nice move up to kind of that 200 moving average line, which is about $12, as you can see. And we can, that's got to be a real test, um, in my opinion, because if, if you look back on the chart, it's kind of playing around that 200 moving average line. But generally, that's what I'm thinking here. We can just move on for the next couple of months and kind of really post those delivery numbers. That's going to be really, really good. Nothing I haven't really said before, but there's a little bit more detail involved with this one. What are your yeah, guys' thoughts on, on this one? The 1055 level is, uh, mm. yeah, it really stands out on this chart you've got here. And the bounce last, you know, last week with these two-hour candles, that stupid wick is what stopped me out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was looking on Twitter and loads of people were just going, ah, oh, I've been stopped out and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, that happens, yeah. right? That's, that's all yeah, part of trading. So there you go. But yeah, no, I, I mean, it looks like a nice setup from here off of that 10.55 potentially. So I hope you're right. And you get a pushback to 12. Before, the, oh, go ahead, Kay. What were you going to no, say? And I'm, I'm saying because of that, also the implied volatility has like doubled. Uh, on Friday, the implied volatility was about 30% on the options chain. Whereas now for next week, next week and beyond, it's your 63, 65. It's in that range. So if you are, tra if you're trading new, especially in the option side, you probably will have pretty good premiums. Nice. We know what we do when we have good premiums. We sell options. <laughs> covered covered options, right? Exactly. I like it. Um, okay, so before we move on from Neo, Sean, I wanted to get everybody's predictions. What do you think about that? We're we getting predictions on the year-end total. So yeah, we so had... there's a few people. I mean, well, are you going to talk to them? Or, sorry, have you got them? I was going to say, last year we had oh, 122, right? So what do we think we end up with this year? Yeah, so for me personally, I'm sticking with the 2022, even if it goes up to 30, 40 by the end of the year, I'm still sticking with it because I'm, you know, I'm a loyal person to my to my predictions. So um, that was your prediction, was, 122. Okay, got it. No, uh, <laughs> 20 to 22, yeah, around that range, that $2 range. Because um, I think that's comfortable. I think it's, it's fair. I've got a big line on another chart that kind of follows it gradually up. So I think that's nice, especially if the company's growing, et cetera, and they can really turn it around. Um, but people have been saying is the, the long investor, if you follow him on Twitter, he's saying 30 and he, he, he kind of does the Elliott wave thing. Um, so I don't know if you follow him, but he, he's saying 30, but that's the only kind of real predictions I really look at. Oh, you know what? And I'm talking, so these are chart predictions you're talking. I'm talking. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And I, have already, and I already asked you this because um, I couldn't remember. These are deliveries or orders in the top left? Oh, Delivery. Deliveries, yeah, deliveries. So I'm talking deliveries. Let's make predictions oh. of deliveries. Let's do it. Okay. So, awesome. Yeah. So I think this. Have you this made a month, prediction? Yeah. So well, for this month, I think 20 plus, and I think we'll, we'll go 20 plus for the rest of the year. There is something coming out this weekend about the um, one of the guys that works for Neo saying basically he can produce 30,000 vehicles, but it's the sales team and all that kind of stuff that are kind of coming uh, together to actually do that um, in terms of production and all that kind of stuff. It, it, we can do it. It's just a case of doing it, if that makes sense. So it, the, the possibility is there, so you can make 30,000 vehicles. And now there's loads of people talking about 30,000 vehicles for September, which I don't think is possible. So, so Sean, do you think it will cross the 150K mark by end of the year, total yeah. delivery for the year? Okay. Yeah, Sean's got to be like, you got to be like 174. Put you yeah, for so 174? At the beginning of the year, they projected um, 200,000, but um, I think because of the April and May, you can see their poor months. Yeah. They, they've taken that back a bit, and I think probably run about 180 
I'm 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 taking notes because uh, football season started. I'm in a gambling mood. So okay, Sean, we got 180. What do you got, Kay? Oh, I I I mean 150, 160. I would say I I don't follow Neo that closely, but I would say 150, 160. I'm gonna put you down for 155. Okay. And then I'm gonna go a little bit lighter. I'm gonna actually, Kay, you're probably right on it. So I'm gonna go 140. <laughs> I'm gonna go 145. Okay. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope you guys win. Hopefully, okay. Sean is right. I would okay. really say that because what I will do is I will roll my covered call to get more premiums. <laughs> there you go. All right, cool. I couldn't help myself. I'm in the mood to to make some predictions. So all right, Sean, Sean I'll hand it back to you. What do we got next? So next up, we've got Airbnb, and I don't know if you heard the news on Friday, but they've been added to the S&P 500, which is always a big deal for any company. There was another company as well that got added to it, but this one's the only one that took my eye, to be quite honest with you. Um, nice. Generally, with uh, Airbnb, well, not with, with stocks that get added to the S&P, they have a short-term kind of pump, maybe, you know, because obviously they're being added to all the index funds, so all the volume comes in, they kind of basically have to buy it if they're buying in index funds. Um, so that's exciting for the company, and I think, you can see there the pink line, that's where they close in the after hours. Obviously, you can't see that now because that's not the chart I have. So we're above that um, 200 moving average, um, which is really, really nice. If we can stay above that, come back down and retest it, which is why I've got the two kind of projected lines for the other moving averages. So you've got the yellow one, which is the 20, kind of coming up. Uh, that will come up really fast, of course, because of the jump in the stock price. Um, the 50, not so much, but that will kind of trail behind it. What I'm really looking at here is um, kind of a push to 144 because that's where I can see the previous resistance lines going go back on the chart as well. You can't really see it on here. Um, a push up to 144, come back down and retest that kind of 220 at the same time. So you see what I mean? That the yellow one will come up to the red one and add that kind of confluence. If that makes sense. Are you with me? You look confused. I'm with you. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm looking at. I was pulling up charts on the side here because your after hours closed. I couldn't believe it pushed up to 140. So like yeah. I'm effectively over here going, is this real? Yeah, exactly. On the side. I mean, so, what a push. And that's a great ad. I mean, that that's why. I, and I don't know about you guys, but I would expect that more buying to follow typically when you get an ad for the S&P like this. I just I'm rolling on from that. If, um, if, if you're watching this, I've got two links down below in the description already. Uh, one of them is related to Airbnb's financials, and which is basically the reason why they're in the S&P 500. So go ahead and look at that. It's a really nice kind of visual look at their fundamentals. You can really see how they're performing as a company, and it's, and it's going really, really well, of course. We've spoken about that before on here. And the other one is about the kind of inclusion to the S&P, what it, what it entails, what it includes, how it happens, why it happens, that kind of stuff. It's an article based on that. So if you're looking for a little bit more information around about those subjects, then obviously go ahead. But generally, a push to 144, it's got to summarize, a push to 144, come back down, retest the kind of two moving averages, and then move up, move on upwards to kind of that, what's that? 154 line would be, would be amazing. And that, I believe, is 11%. I did it earlier, but I didn't put it on the chart. Nice. We're going to, so we, it's gapped up over the 50 day moving average, just to add that in here. So, yeah, that's, that'll be a great, great stock to watch next week, in my opinion. Right. Nice start, Sean. And also, if you if you take a little bit of a broader view, you will start seeing that it's making higher highs now. Before that, the high was about 144, then you got 154. So if you can go above 154, you'll make a higher high, and then you'll be in a, a uptrend. 
Yeah, and I think just to add on to that, I think people think that once it's moved this four or five percent, they've missed out on the trade. It's not necessarily true. Agreed. Um, in my opinion, just as long as you have the right risk management, you do the right analysis and learn about the trade that you're about to enter, you have you have half a chance of making more money than you thought. Yeah, the chart this year really is looking good for Airbnb. You, you called mm. it, Kay, higher highs and higher lows. It's really nice. Yeah. Dang, I've been a hater, so I have to like reassess and get on board. Nice chart, John. Awesome. Yeah, and that completes my my set, and also hand over to you. And we'll talk well, about you got AMD. Yeah. That's nice. I got I'm AMD. Off Kay. <laughs> <laughs> you're on, you're on the AMD train now. That's well, good. Well. Maybe somebody uh, was talking about AMD and was like, I should probably look a little closer at AMD. And so here we are looking at AMD. <laughs> so to me, what jumped out is this uh, downtrend, right? That we've got the channel and uh, possibly we've talked about this and uh, bounced off of my favorite mo uh, moving average 150 day, which was right at the bottom of the downtrend as well. And also at the key level of $100, right? Psych level, but also happened to be prior resistance. Broke through it, now retesting. So it's a really nice setup here um, for that uh, bounce to continue higher and break out of the channel. So that's what I'm looking for. That's the dotted line that I drawn there. We're still below the 50-day moving average with AMD. But I am bullish on semiconductors overall. I've been talking about NVIDIA quite a bit. And I like the potential here for AMD to break out. Uh, so okay. Going to you first, what are your thoughts looking at the chart or do you have anything to add to AMD this week? Because I know I definitely have swiped this out right from under you. Yeah, no, no, this is amazing. Uh, I, I think um, um, AMD is one of the stocks that I really like from a, um, from a range-bound standpoint. And I think um, it will be interesting to see if it can break your trend line or it will be it will come down and that's why i think the hundred dollar range and that between the hundred and hundred and fifteen dollar range is the range right now for amd that i tend to trade in so if i'm using a wheel strategy on the option side that's how i get in and get out so i'm not trying to like swing for the fences where you know if, let's say if i get amd at 103 i want to sell at 113 i would sell uh, at the money or a little bit slightly out the money just a little bit um I'm liking these levels, honestly. And I just completed an AMD trade last week and right. my options expired worthless. So guess what? You know, the premiums were, you know, 100% profit. I'll probably get into the trade again. Uh, most likely it will it will be rejected from the trend line. Um, I'm hoping it gets, if it does, then I'll just have to make sure that I'm, um, you know, making, you know, keeping enough um, uh, gap between the my entry point so that I can get the expiration worthless again for next week. Yep, nicely done by the way. Getting juicing those premiums because you get one or two percent a week, you get fifty weeks in a year. You can do the math; that adds up really quick. Exactly. No, no, no. I, I was just saying, yeah, exactly. Because you know what, I, I you know, you don't need to get two, three, four percent a week. You know, even like anything above right. point. 5.7 percent is like my uh, cutoff that's what i look at if i can get 0.7.8 percent anything above is like a bonus for me for the for the week nice and do you usually go one week out or do you go multiple weeks no just one week out so 0.775 percent okay. for the week and if i can if i generally have like six seven trades like that that's a decent uh uh percentage that total percentage you can you know collect for the week 
Yep, I like it because I, I try to aim two to two and a half percent across three weeks. So there you go. Yeah, same that's same thing. If you're doing yeah, if you're doing you know 0.7 percent for one week, and if you go three weeks out, it's the same thing. It's less of a headache for you to keep getting in and out of trades. Yeah, yeah. Sean, what do you think about this chart? Anything to add? Yeah. So funny enough, I actually did a video on this yesterday on my channel, um, highlighting right. a trade idea, which is very very similar to what you've got here. Um, so I've got the trend line coming down, so the top green line that you've got on, the, on this chart. But I've also got a trend line going from the lowest lows, you can see kind of on the left side of the screen, kind of following all the lows up. Um, and it kind of comes into a wedge on, on, my, on, my, on my chart. Um, but generally, in terms of the position I've, I've been taking, or I wanted to take, is if we break this trend line in a positive fashion, move up to kind of 116, I have it on here, 116, 117, come back down, either test the trend line, um, or test the, the 20 and the 50, which you've got on the, on the chart here as well. Um, obviously, this is highlighted in a bit more detail. I'm, I'm talking through it now, but if you wanted to watch the video, obviously, head over there. It looks like we're all covering AMD now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, check it out. You know, that's right, I Sean. Know. I remember you in your video now talking about we're running out of room, right? I think that's what I remember now. So yeah, I think yeah, yeah. I am just subconsciously stealing from you guys, and I hope you take it as flattery. Because that, I think, is what's going on. So, yeah, check out Sean's uh, YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, go subscribe to that and check out the AMD video. It's good stuff. I do remember watching that now. And a uh, good segue here to also say don't forget to subscribe to in Invest for Tomorrow as well, Investke, and then also to our channel here, The Trading Triangle. Smash the like button. Hopefully you're enjoying these charts so far today. But, yeah, Sean, good to see we're aligned on a potential breakout here for AMD. I like it. Just yeah. goes to show, just goes to show how good of these stocks are. Right. I mean, three yeah. of the, three out of three. AMD got three out of three here. <laughs> I just wanted to add one more thing as well. It wasn't, oh yeah. It wasn't quite finished, but if we come back down and we test those moving averages, and then we move towards that one thirty level, that is actually eighteen percent. Just because people like numbers, they like to hear the percents that you could possibly make. Um, but this is obviously it's not financial advice. It's just to kind of put it out there that it is 18%. So you could actually swing trade that fairly comfortably with a fairly low risk trade, in my opinion, of course, with shares. Obviously not options. I'm not too sure about that. But. Yeah, no, that's good. I love that. Adding, putting the numbers to 18%. So thanks for yeah. that, Sean. All right, good stuff. And uh, keeping the charts rolling. Got a couple of energy charts here. And I jumped in with Schlumberger. I also wrote my newsletter this week about the energy sector talked about Schlumberger, uh, also the energy uh, ticker XLE for the ETF. And uh, lastly, I had, what was it? Apache, APA. So check out the newsletter. I got the link in my bio here on Twitter. Um, and then you can find that link below here and I'll stop plugging and get to the chart. So Schlumberger, we're back up to the 5960 level here that we were at. What was that? The January 2022, I believe it was. And formed this huge cup kind of uh, pattern got back to that level, pulled back and formed the ha the handle right on the right hand side here. So, uh, pretty well known pattern in trading, and it's one I actually like. So the head and shoulders is one I don't like because I tend to uh, not really trade it well. Quite frankly, it doesn't tend to play out the way I think it will. Uh, cup and handle, on the other hand, I've seen work out a number of times for myself pretty well. So here I'm looking at 59 to hold, which is also right around where the 20 day moving average is at. And if that can hold, we can push higher uh, for a breakout. Uh, it's, it's looking good to push all the way up to po possibly 65. Um, that being said, 
I wouldn't be jumping in here full boat just yet. Uh, I would. I want to see that pullback and hold of 59. And maybe this week with the lighting, lighter trading week, that's what we'll get. To allow the 50-day to kind of come up a little bit and RSI to mellow out right near the top of the, the range here for RSI before we get over, overbought. So um, that's the setup there. Uh, what are your thoughts, Sean? Do you, do you like this in, as far as a potential breakout? I do, yes. I've actually just written it down in my note. Um, right. my notebook and I, I like it. Uh, retesting that one fifty nine level would be key, absolutely key. And yes. at that kind of point, you might have the 20 coming up at the same time. So that'd be you know, double confluence there. I've just got to ask, um, where would you be putting your stop loss? Because I'm thinking around about just under the 50, if I'm looking at a longer term trade, um, under the 50 moving average, obviously that'll come up a little bit more. Which would be yeah. nice, and maybe trailing up with that. Where would you where would you be looking? About five percent. So um, let me actually, because I noted it, and I don't have my notes up. So Is that your it. standard stop loss that you put five percent? Yeah, give or take, because I'm usually swinging for about a double digit return and higher. So five percent, about half of what I'm aiming for, is as far as a price target, uh, profit targets. So how about you, Kay? How do you do that? Oh, similar. Yeah. Yeah, about five yeah. percent. Oh, yeah, do you have five. a? Do you go more off the chart and looking at points on the chart, or do you use percentages? Or no, I, I generally use percentages. So depending upon where I'm entering, I'm just put a five percent um, stop loss. What about you, Sean? Yeah, I, I use the chart. I tend to go into smaller time frames. To be honest, I go into the two hour, four hour to kind of yeah. get the kind of moving averages, see where they are, and kind of dive down into kind of support lines that way. Um, just because I like to kind of enter in and out a bit more, I suppose, with day trading. If it's a swing trade, I'll just have it below the 50 and just leave it there probably for a couple of weeks, let it mature, and then probably reevaluate re my stop loss. Because I'll if I'm going direct. to trade, I'm happy to lose that straight off the bat. Um, right. So you plan that, you plan to lose that money, essentially, haven't you? Um, but yeah. Can well, I, that's can exactly I, right. Go ahead, Kay. Can I add one thing on this stock? You will, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but this stock in last one year was up 63%. The stock was trading at uh, $36. It's what, $60? And you will be surprised how many analysts cover this stock. You have uh, 31 analysts covering with 17 strong buy, 11 buy, and three hold on this particular stock. Ticker. I think I said January 22. I meant January 23 earlier, but yeah. It's quite the round trip here it's made. Wow. So, um, reading directly from the newsletter, just so I can be consistent, I posted that I would use 57 as my stop loss, Sean. So, that's about 5%, and I'd be targeting profit taking at 63.72, and then again at 65. So, there you go, direct from the newsletter, everybody. And um, I agree, I go into the smaller time frames. I actually jump into the 10 minutes uh, at times. You know, I go as small mm. as 10 minutes. So, all right, well, let's keep it keep it rolling. And I'll hand it over to you to Kay. I think we've got another energy name up next. Yes, this is the ExxonMobil. And, you know, we, we are loving ExxonMobil. Why? Because uh, we had a similar gap up a couple months ago. As you can see, that was a very big gap up. And then we saw that it, it ran uh, for a couple of days in that range until you know it hit its resistance at 116 and then the stock kind of you know slid down and started forming a different uh, different um, uh, peaks and troughs at different levels we had a similar gap up right now over here 
it's it's not a major gap up it's a very small gap up compared to the previous gap up that we had so i don't expect this stock to continue to break that 116 i don't really see but generally with energy prices as the as the demand goes up and the supply goes down this is, commodities are very difficult to price out and especially with so many things happening one other thing that could uh, increase the energy prices that we are hearing is also related to the the ukraine war so as I don't know if folks are following or not, but apparently Ukraine had a success in breaking through the Russian defenses. Uh, so whenever those kind of events happen, generally, you know, you will end up seeing a, a big impact on the energy prices as well. So I'm not sure if it's going to play out that way or not, but you could also play this piece out. If I would be looking at, I would uh, probably see that it it should be able to go in the upward tra trajectory and probably 116 will still be a a good resistance level until you know we see some major uh, announcement of uh, cuts by OPEC and OPEC plus. If unless that happens, I don't really see um, it's breaking 116, and it probably will again slide back to its uh, current levels, and it probably should be in the same range. That's what you're, I'm looking at. You're looking to trade the range. That is very K of you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw the same candle last week in a, across the energy sector. This massive gap up and it's like a rocket launching right and uh that's definitely keeping me bullish in energy it's two weeks in a row i've been kind of focused on energy here so i agree with uk and it's not a bad idea if we could get a range there i would definitely trade that with exxon you get pretty decent premiums uh in the name as well and it's the largest holding i think if not the large i'm almost positive it's the largest holding in xle so as it goes xle goes yeah it's a for for any viewer if you want to understand how much premium you get so on a on a good week if you have a full five trading days generally you will get about close to hundred dollars on one contract as a uh, as a premium that's pretty good yeah that's a solid percent basically yeah, yeah that's really nice sean what do you think what, what are you looking at this chart um, I'm thinking about the trade that I missed at the beginning of the week. <laughs> I, wrote <it> down. <laughs> I wrote it down from last week, and uh, I had it at 109 as my entry and um, 112 as my profit line, but I completely missed it. Um, oh. And as you can see, it played out. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, I'm just sitting here looking at it thinking, oh, what an opportunity that was. But generally, I, I like the gap up, and I like the fact it's got a trend, well, hopefully, um, consolidate through these areas like it, we've seen it in the top left hand corner of this chart already so yeah it's, it's a range stop and it's not one i'm going to watch i think well, i'll watch it but i won't trade it by the so, way i did i did add the last ticker to my um the what was it called slumber right slb yeah 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 i added that as well i don't think i mentioned the ticker yeah it was slb i like that one a lot it's in there if i'm not mistaken they're really leveraging tech to uh get ahead in, in the industry so Pay attention to slumbers, eh? And ExxonMobil is a, a definite leader. I'm I'm loving Sean's comments on the trades. We were talking about that earlier, Sean, where I said I think I said like 90% of the trade setups that I review and talk about I miss because I'm just so busy, can't get after all of them. But but, it's, but you shouldn't be getting against all of, all the trades. It's this is goes yeah. to show that there's just so many trades you can take regardless of you just don't have one or two stocks. As you can on yep. this channel, as you can see, all three of us bring us so many different types of tickers, and we discuss. And you have opportunities across all types of tickers. It doesn't have to be just Tesla or just Apple or just Amazon or something like that. So many types you can take advantage of. Right, respect the stop loss and get into a new opportunity. Yeah, and have the discipline to not chase as well. I think we add on to that at the end. 
um, because I could have easily chased this at 110, 111, and it could have very easily come back on me. And uh, yeah. I, I stuck to my guns and obviously didn't win this one, of course, but it's, it's how trading goes. Yep, no, I like the discipline. Cool. Let's last move on. One to the, last the one of the day. Last one of the day. All right. Okay. This this is GitLab. So if uh, if anyone who has been following us, we did a similar uh, prediction, or not a prediction, but we covered GitLab before the last earnings call, and you saw this. Uh, uh, we had this massive gap up. Now, generally, when GitLab does a gap up, you're looking at between 17% plus minus to 20% plus minus. That's generally how it happens. Now, if if there is any indication in the SaaS software space how all the SaaS softwares performed last week, if that is an indication on how GitLab is going to perform, and you can see that the EPS loss last week, last earnings was 14 cents, they're expecting a three cents EPS loss, which means that the company is getting closer and closer to profitability. You know what that means? If they are able, if they are able to bring it to two cents or one cent, this stock could gap up all the way going. I would say could even go up to sixty-one dollars. Um, that's what I am targeting for next week. And you know what? I might. You think this is a gamble. Yeah, this is the gamble. By the way, this I, I cannot predict it. Right? Earnings are a binary event. You cannot predict. Uh, I would be looking at opening calls, and you don't have much time because Monday is a holiday. So no trading on Monday. So you only have Tuesday before you buy anything. So especially in the options world, you have to buy uh, before the market closes. So that would probably be a gamble. Um, full disclaimer, I'm not recommending to get into a GitLab trade. Personally, <laughs> for me, I would probably open some calls on these. Nice. I like At it. 61, yeah. We got the earnings Tuesday, looking for a big gap up, looking for a big trade. Yeah, let's see it. Why not, right? What about you, Sean? What are you thinking here? Yeah, yeah, I like it. I think, like you say, it's a bit more of a, a bit more of a gamble. This one, so obviously, be careful if you're kind of looking at that as an option. And I, I must, I must admit, the last time I did this, I mean, viewers will know if you if you've been here for a few months. Um, I did actually play this earnings in the last report, and I was very handsomely rewarded, and I thanked Kay yeah, very, very much. All right. For that. Um, and that was obviously a very small amount, but it went up twenty five or twenty seven percent. So of course, it's kind of multiplied massively. Um, and I held it for a little while as well. And you can see that kind of went up to kind of 53. I think I actually took it about 51. So it didn't quite get the whole gains. But yeah, um, I'll, I'll put a little bit more on this, this time because it's just who I am. And it worked out for me last time. So um, if I get burnt, I get burnt. And that's, that's, that's trading sometimes. But obviously, if you're in any position to you know, think about hesitation or anything like that, you should not be even thinking about this, um, in my opinion. So this, for me, plays in nicely to what I want to talk about at the end here, too. So I'll get to that. But if you get another positive earnings call, you get, um, you know, quarter over quarter strength and improvements. That, that's exactly what, you know, you're looking for. Right. And we're, and we're in a market that is trying to move higher and uh, maintain a, a bull market rally. And you find stocks like this. And if they do beat quarter over quarter. Um, people are going to pile in potentially. So I, I like the potential on the setup. Even even if you were to get the big gap up to potentially hang on for, you know, a few flyers for additional upside. Yeah. So it held nicely last time, right? It held. Yeah. And just to, just to, just to, if, if anybody is planning to buy calls, don't buy a weekly call on this one. Because, you know, if the next day there's a selling pressure, you're, uh, because of the implied volatility will crash, 
and 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 theta decay will come into the picture so, so take a month out or two months out so you might have to pay a little bit more premium on the gamble but if you are going the call route or you can do a credit spread if you want um but i would recommend don't go a weekly call because you don't have enough time uh for the call option and you will and it will you probably won't make money so there are there are if you're going the option or if you're buying stocks then that's a different thing altogether yep no well said I'll tell you what i love trading options there's so many different ways to do it and opportunities we could talk about it for a day and still not get through all of it right <laughs> i know you can <laughs> <laughs> i know sean hears this all the time <laughs> So uh, yeah, maybe maybe if you were looking for more of that education, no doubt Kay and I are going to be writing about it on our, uh, you know, X. I, I keep on call Twitter, so sorry about that. X, follow all three of us. You got at Trader Nate here, at Sean Clark, and at Invest K. Also check out the other YouTube channels at Sean Trades and at Invest or excuse me, Invest for Tomorrow. Um, and then here, thanks for subscribing. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Trader Triangle, the Trading Triangle, and. Uh, Thanks for joining us every single week here. Let's uh, let's get to the wrap up, guys. It's going to be a short week, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, I am actually in a spot too now where I'm really excited about researching uh, the fundamental side of some growth stocks, like I was mentioning um, with what was it GitLab that you're going to have these companies that are going to start coming around and getting positive earnings where they were just kind of making noise in 2020, 2021. A lot of those guys sold off, but there's there's names that are going to emerge, right? And if you can identify those names and get in uh, with you know good good solid fundamentals, get in a good spot using your technical analysis and combine all of that, um, we could be in a really nice position for a continuation in this bull bull market rally. But uh, you know nothing's guaranteed. It's just uh, I think it's worth taking some time to look at those opportunities and be ready for them. And, for when those setups present themselves. So that's, that's where my head's at. Very feeling very positive going into a short week for the longer term and kind of, you know, we'll see how this week goes and see what opportunities come up in the, in the short term. So I'll hand it over to you, Sean. Next, what are your thoughts as we close out? Yeah. So obviously we have a close tomorrow on, on the market. So it's a good opportunity. If you're, if you're not doing too much, you're having a bit of a, a quiet day. Just have a look for your trades, do a bit of research around the trades, go over your rules, kind of back testing, that kind of thing. Maybe have a look at another strategy if you've got time. Um, obviously, that's going to be quite a long one, but, you know, maybe start some thoughts around that. So just kind of, you know, think about your day off and use it wisely, basically. Yeah, I like it. How about you, Kay? Well, first, like and subscribe to our channel and make sure you just, you know, watch us every single Sunday. Uh, one of the reasons is because, you know, you can see that there is a lot of... Uh, uh, different points of view that we bring on the table and that helps and i also recommend watching other youtubers and other analysts that are there so that that helps you get a good idea uh there are a lot of tickers that we talk about these tickers could also be used in your long-term investing so take that and uh, enjoy and learn every single week try to learn something new improve yourself even if it's 0.1 percent i love it guys this is good stuff I uh, hope everybody enjoys the time off tomorrow from the market, whether you're studying the markets or just taking time away. Enjoy it. And uh, thanks again for tuning in to the Trading Triangle. We'll catch you next time around. Have next a good time week, around. Everybody. Yeah. Take care. Take care.